Okay, welcome to uh, the second episode of our Breadcrumbs podcast. Uh, last time, our inaugural episode, we talked about baptism, and this time, uh, we're going to be focusing on the topic of video games. And specifically, we want to kind of focus on uh, the way that video games reveal the human heart. Uh, we really believe that uh, video games have some positive elements to them uh, that uh, teach us about who we are as human beings uh, while also carrying with it some, some very risky or dangerous things uh, that we, we ought to be aware of. And so here uh, to join us on the podcast, we have Kevin Jin, who is one of our middle school Sunday school teachers, uh, and Brian Hong. Uh, Brian is one of our English congregation members who uh, started coming to Bread of Life back in 2012 and has been a part of the New Life Fellowship. He's uh, served uh, on the English worship team uh, and has served at YSC as a drummer and a worship leader. And so we're really thankful to have him here. Um, he's had a lot of experience playing video games, but also, Brian, you've you've worked in the video game industry. Can you just share with us a little bit about your history as as an employee of the video game industry? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did work in games. Uh, I worked for a Korean company called Nexon. And uh, I guess the, the, the most popular game that they had that I worked on would probably be MapleStory, um, something that I enjoyed um, in high school. And then that's something that I, I know some of the kids at church play as well. So. So Brian, uh, in your experience, uh, both uh, as in as a in, in the industry of video games and as someone who's played them, what are some of the positive things that you've uh, seen and experienced with video games? Uh, I think yeah, some of the really good things about games that I personally enjoy about games is games provide like kind of the entertainment people enjoyed in the past, like reading a novel. Like nowadays, games have really deep storylines and really deep like character development and so sometimes just sitting down and enjoying a creative story um, is, is something that I really like. Um, other things such as like solving problems I think um, is also fun as well when you're in a dungeon trying to figure out how to get to the next room or how to defeat a certain enemy. Um, there's, there's an elements of kind of like trial and error and kind of persevering through some of these things. Um, so I think those are definitely like the reasons I really enjoy games, like it's very interactive and it, it can be a very compelling, like, uh, and deep storyline. Okay. Um, we also know that uh, from your story and just, you know, I know from my own experience, uh, I think probably Kevin as well, that games carry with them uh, certain risks and dangers uh, that uh, are easy to fall into. Uh, and maybe you could share with us, probably from your own story, uh, how how some of those um, what, what some of those risks are? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is um, falling into kind of addiction and learning how to prioritize my time. I would say that like uh, oh, I guess from my story, basically, I grew up not really having the opportunity to play games. Um, I was only allowed to play video games during like the winter breaks and summer breaks. So. So when I did end up playing games, I would, my brother and I, we would sit there in front of the TV for hours and hours, and that basically drew, drove my parents nuts. And so they, they created this hard rule of not being able to play, and I think that just gave us desire to want to play more. And um, that really kind of, um, that really kind of became unhinged for me in college when, when all those restrictions were gone, when, when my parents were no longer there to tell me I can't play, the decision almost on a nightly basis was do I study or do I play Counter-Strike for another hour? Mm -hmm. So um, oftentimes games won out and I realized I didn't study for these exams and that really affected my first year in college. I ended up being placed on academic probation, 
having to improve my grades and eventually kicked out of my program and I had to find a new major. So um, definitely showed me a lot of kind of where my priorities lied and what I needed to do to kind of fix them. Okay. Um, okay. Some of the other risks I would say are like um, the content of games. Content of games, like there's all different kinds of games for all different types of people out there these days. Um, but with games becoming more and more like movies, um, there's a lot of realism in it. And so there, there can be anything from happy games to very promiscuous games. Um, definitely there are games out there that like, um, whether or not you struggle with certain sins, like maybe you should stay away from. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a wide range of audiences games capture these days and it can, it can definitely become an idol for a lot of different people. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, even as you were sharing both some of the positives and negatives, it really says a lot about who we are as people. You know, I was thinking about <clears throat> the way that we can be immersed in a story and the way that we enjoy stories and uh, and sort of even the creativity that goes into writing and telling those stories and the way that uh, it it connects us maybe even to uh, the story that God is writing in in our own lives or in in history and understanding uh maybe some of the the dynamics that are there and and uh the spiritual battle that we're involved in and and things like that really kind of uh, speaks to our understanding of of who we are as human beings um <clears throat> but then as well we understand you know like the risks you know with us being sinful and uh prone to maybe things like being addicted to them or uh uh, prone to becoming angry um, or frustrated in in ways that uh, video games seem to have a have a have a special like key to unlock those things in us, uh, and we almost like kind of turn into somebody else when we're playing. Uh, and you know, if we were to ever just take a step back and think about it, we'd be like, wait, 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 that's not me. That's not like what I'm really like uh, when I'm playing this game. Uh, so. Yes, I, I think there's, uh, we, we, we want to realize that games both have this very powerful way to connect with who we are as human beings, you know, in a positive way, but it also has a lot of, the, the games have a lot of power to connect with who we are uh, and some of the sinful aspects uh, of our humanity. And so um, it's not really a, a black and white issue with video games being positive or negative. Um, they're they're a form of of art. They're a form of entertainment that uh, just is a very complicated thing. Right. Yeah. Okay, Jay. So um, I think if we turn to the, the practical side now, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think uh, parents and their kids they want to thrive, and so um, they when they approach video games, they have maybe different ideas of what it means to thrive, and so that sometimes does not allow or it comes into conflict and, the, and their ideas of thriving don't jive. So how, how, how can families work together to help to tackle the, the situation regarding video games to help their students thrive? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because um, you know, I think that, that really gets at the heart of uh, what we want to come out of this, the conversation, you know, what, what, a, what do families do about it? Um, and so you know, I think first of like our parents and how do parents handle uh, this issue of video games in the lives of their children and uh, it, it's it's a really difficult thing and so you know whatever we talk about here is 
uh, not going to be enough uh, to really solve these issues uh, in, uh, in in a in a family where the parent and child have have sharp disagreements about video games. Um, <clears throat> but one of the the key things I think that that uh, I would encourage parents to do is to really think about this issue as a heart issue, uh, and and not so much a, 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 an issue of their behavior, uh, because. <clears throat> you know, when we when we think about the heart and what it wants, um, you know, we we think our choices are reflective of what our heart wants. And so, when a child is investing, you know, hours and hours into video games, uh, it's not just a problem of where they're using their time, but it's a problem of what's going on in their hearts. And so, um, I, I think I'd, I'd really encourage parents to uh, think about this as a heart issue. And so one of the ways I think that plays out is, um, you know, if, uh, if parents think about different rules or expectations that they have for their children when it comes to video games, um, <clears throat> to, to kind of think about those expectations in the context of a relationship with your child. Um, and and not just simply as a set of rules that they're they're kind of uh, just setting out this is when or when you cannot play video games. Um, yeah, I think like the way my parents kind of did it. Like I don't mean to blame them, but because they set these boundaries on me is what kind of like when I got to college. That's when like the chains were released, and yeah, I was able to choose to do whatever I wanted, and. Um, and yeah, that's how I ended up where I, where I, where I ended up just playing hours and hours of video games when given that choice. Um, so yeah, I think um, it kind of is like a shepherding issue more than just like a behavioral issue. I think sometimes I guess I wish maybe my parents would have kind of come alongside me just to maybe try to get on a relational level with me as to like what I'm doing or like why I enjoy this so much. Um, yeah, that that probably. In a way, I think I would have appreciated that a lot more. Yeah, actually, I really like that image of shepherding, uh, with just this idea of a shepherd who comes alongside uh, a sheep and uh, is is working with the sheep for their good. You know, leading them to places to eat, uh, places to drink, places of safety. Uh, you know, much like Jesus does uh, for his his children, uh, his sheep. So, you know, I was thinking, you know, I think I would encourage parents to just kind of try and have this mentality of coming alongside uh, their student. Uh, and uh, part of that, I think a big part of that is empathy and understanding a lot about what's going on inside the mind of their student. You know, why is it that they're playing um, this certain game? I know a game like Fortnite is really popular. Uh, other games like Brawl Stars, uh, I, I know some of our, our students play. And I think, you know, for parents to come alongside and take, actually take an interest in the game, uh, try to find out about why their student likes this game so much. Uh, and, you know, I think it could even go so far as to have a conversation with your student about uh, your, your desire and probably their shared desire for them. You know, kind of the word that you mentioned, Kevin, was to thrive you know, to say, hey, we both want you as the student to thrive and to have a, a life that uh, is enjoyable and a life where, you know, someone would look at your life and say, that person is really flourishing and doing well. And so even if we may have different ideas about what that means, 
let's let's agree that that we we want that to be true, and then kind of have a conversation about how uh, how we see it differently, and uh, just to to understand you know what you're thinking as a parent or what they're thinking as your student. So for the students, uh, what are some things that you could suggest that they can do to help develop a sense of responsibility and self-control? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was thinking of Brian's story and uh, the way that Counter-Strike uh, became such a priority for him in college. Um, and I, I wonder if uh, he... Um, kind of stepped back and kind of looked at the priorities and laid them out sort of uh, not when at a moment when he wanted to play uh, just kind of looked you know what do I want my for my life and kind of establish a set of priorities uh, and to label those priorities maybe even get them down on paper and uh, you know then be able to uh, place video games in their appropriate place uh, sometimes when we when we don't think about it something like video games or maybe something else, but video games will kind of like just jump up to the top and we won't even realize it. We won't think about it. And it'll, we'll make choices that reflect video games as the highest priority. Uh, and <clears throat> we won't think of it as our highest priority. We'll tell ourselves, oh, you know, school or friends or these other things are our highest priority. Uh, but if you were to look at our lives, it's not ordered that way. And so, it, you know, stepping back and setting those priorities, I think is something um, that's uh, that's really valuable. Um, Do you have maybe a practical example of something that they can families can implement or try to implement that could maybe help foster this thriving environment? Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking uh, parents in particular can can go and actually research the game uh, that uh, their student likes to play, and uh, to look at. You know, they actually have YouTube videos of these games. So I, I know I, as, as like a youth pastor, I've sat and watched YouTube videos of different video games that our students play just to kind of see what the environment is like and uh, to see what the the objectives of the game are and, and to understand it better. So I think I think parents, you know, taking that step to really understand the game better, I think would, uh, would be a really positive uh, thing for them to do. Uh, and help them to understand their student better. Um, and, and for the students, uh, I think this is in general a good idea, but you know, with, with the addictive aspect of games, uh, you know, I think making a habit of setting time during every single day to step away from a game. And I think in particular, it should be a time when you would naturally play. So, you know, you get home from school or maybe it's late at night before you want to do your homework or something like that. And you step away from the game and you put down your phone or you put down the keyboard or the controller and, and you just kind of sit and you pray or you reflect, um, read the Bible and spend some intentional time away from, from the game uh, just to kind of give yourself uh, a daily checkpoint. Uh, to see where your heart is and whether or not that video game is uh, kind of encroaching and starting to take over uh, just kind of the way that you're thinking and um, and uh, how much time you're investing in it. Yeah, I mean, I think um, definitely I think that that point that you just brought up, it kind of teaches you responsibility as well. I mean, I think what I see a lot of people doing and what I sometimes do with myself is I will... 
I'll like get some work done and then kind of in a way reward myself with spending some time. So understanding as you get older, like you'll have these responsibilities in your life. When you get older, you're, you're going to have like rent to pay, you're going to have bills to pay, you're going to have like all these different responsibilities. So making sure you kind of take care of those responsibilities before take sinking like two or three hours into something. Uh, I mean, in general, it's just, it's just probably a good practice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that that idea. You're almost like kind of a mild celebration. Kind of, of, yeah. uh, Keyword's of, mild, right? Yeah, 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 mild. <laughs> of, you know, yeah, finishing something. You know, finish homework, finish a test or paper or something like that, and you can have a mild celebration where you can immerse yourself in a game. I think that'd be, that'd be great. Well, there's a lot more to say about video games uh, than can be said in a 15 to 20 minute uh, podcast. But I really appreciate both Kevin and Brian uh, being here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks, Jace. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, for our our podcast, uh, we also have a number of resources on video games uh, that we invite you to kind of check out. Um, we really want to offer a balanced view of, of video games and, and just kind of try and think healthy uh, in, in healthy ways about playing and uh, consuming things like video games and other forms of entertainment. Um, so uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next month.